Welcome back to the Secret Sauce Podcast. Josh Swing here on behalf of the WildSpark team. On this show, we usually speak with Chick-fil-A operators about their secret sauce for creating a culture of care and a movement of multiplying leaders. But today, we're going to shake things up a little bit. I've got our very own client success leader, Maggie Malone, on the podcast today for a couple of reasons. First, Maggie has a unique perspective on Chick-fil-A because she has had the opportunity to serve over 100 Chick-fil-A operators, helping them implement and execute their leadership development strategies. Secondly, Maggie just got back from Tokyo, Japan, where she represented the United States in the Olympics, and she's going to share how Chick-fil-A played a big part in that journey. Maggie's an incredibly relational leader. She's a two-time Olympian. She's thrown a javelin farther than any other American woman. You heard me right. She's the U.S. record holder for javelin. On top of all that, she's a dynamic client success leader at WildSpark and a process junkie. She's going to share about how she's fallen in love with the process because, spoiler alert, when you focus on the process, the results come. Let's do this. Welcome to the podcast, Maggie Malone. Oh, I'm so excited, Josh. Uh, well, I am super excited to have you on today. It's going to be an absolute blast. This is a unique episode. It's very, uh, it's very special in the sense that this is the first Secret Sauce podcast episode that's not with a Chick-fil-A owner-operator. But if you are a Chick-fil-A owner-operator, do not tune out. Maggie <laughs> is worth listening to. And she is in a unique situation where Maggie gets to has been able to serve and work alongside of over a hundred different Chick-fil-A operators across the country with implementing and executing their leadership development strategy in their specific stores and has tons of stories of impact from specific situations and things that operators have done really well, how they've leveraged WildSpark and things they've done well on their own also uh, to create some of that impact. So we're going to get to hear about that a little bit later in the episode, but I I wanted to frame it but Maggie, seriously, could not be more excited about having you on today. Me too. And we get to do it in person. I think I'm your first in-person guest. This is, yes. We're, we're in the attic. This is going to be such a blast just getting to talk with you. It's too easy just to chat with you. <laughs> yeah. You, you're, we're setting all of the records, which you're very used to. So. <laughs> um, and the first question, everybody knows what's coming, is your favorite Chick-fil-A sauce. What's the one that you couldn't live without? And I know this is hard to answer. Because you're on a strict diet as an athlete and you don't always get to indulge in all of the array of Chick-fil-A sauces. But when you do indulge, what's the go-to? It is 100% the Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm obsessed with it. And it is... When I see it in the, in the fridge, specifically at Wild Spark, because you know we're loaded with all the Chick-fil-A sauces, <laughs> it, is, it is very difficult. I have to use all the self-discipline to not take it. But every once in a while, I'll just sneak a pack, put it on my salad, and I'll yeah. do an extra rep that day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll work it off. I'll it's work all good. it off. Oh, that's awesome. I love Chick-fil-A sauce, too. I don't think that I could live without it. It's so good. It Maybe for me, the hardest part of going through like a strict diet would be yes. not having that sauce. But all right, you've given us your favorite sauce, <laughs> your personal secret sauce, Maggie. And if you had to say like, hey, here is really what makes Maggie, Maggie. Here's, mm-hmm. here's what I focus on to be the most impactful leader that I can be. 
what would you title your personal secret sauce? Yeah, I love this question because I think everybody has their unique secret sauce. And for me as an athlete, and then also somebody who serves as a client success leader, I think it's process over results. I definitely in my life had been more results focused and I've seen where that leads. And a lot of times it just leads to you striving for something. And then if you don't reach it, just feeling like a failure through it all, but you're really missing all the growth that can happen during the process. And when you're so process focused over results, you just you learn a lot more about yourself. You can hit those small wins. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at the end of the day, the more that I've been processed over results focused, the results will follow. It's not that if you're not focused. So for me, if I'm trying to throw 64 meters, probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a saying in javelin where it's like, if you're trying to throw a certain number, it's definitely not going to happen. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with just like in life too, if you're trying for so, so hard for something to happen, but you're not focused on the little tiny details to get there, it's just tough to, to, to finally get that result. And it's so much sweeter when you do get the result, um, because you know, you did all the right things trying to get to, to achieve that goal. So for me, it's always process over results. Yeah. I would say that's totally true in javelin, of course, Mm -hmm. right? It's a saying in javelin, but also in business, the businesses that focus on just the end result, very rarely ever hit that end result. It's the ones that are focused on the work and the process and the day in and day out, those small wins, like you talked about, Mm -hmm. that are the ones that are seeing the results. A great example of that is a lot of the Chick-fil-A's and how they focus every single day on the people. Oh, 100%. And the results come. Yeah. And when you think about, if you're just results focused, like because we are human, we just move the goalpost the Mm -hmm. next time. It's like, oh, well, we got that. Now we just move the goalpost. Not good enough. Got to do the next one. And you never get to celebrate the small wins, which is something that I think WildSpark does really well. I think Chick-fil-A does really well is celebrating those small wins, the milestones along the way to get there. Yeah. And, and yeah, you want to, you know, evaluate as an athlete, we do that every season. And as a Chick-fil-A or a business, you're going to evaluate at the end of the year and say, okay, what are our next goals? That's great to do, but it's also important and vital, I think, to have those small wins along the way yeah. as checkpoints. And and also as accountability for yourself to say, okay, what can we continue to work towards and and really sharpen on our way to getting to that end result? Mm -hmm. That's really, really good. Uh, So much value in everything that you just said. Now, process over results. Is that something that's just been a part of your mentality for your entire life from a young age? Or like, is there, was there a time in your life where it's like, this is where the shift happened, Mm -hmm. where I was able to shift focus and allow this to be my secret sauce. And I saw the results as, as, as a result of that. Yeah. No, when I was three years old, I was processed over. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Out of the womb. Yeah. I've just totally process driven. Wasn't thinking about like, you know, should I be potty trained at this point? No. (laughs) Um, No, it was definitely a shift that I started really trying to cultivate with my mental coach and through different counseling. I've, I've, I've gone through counseling all through my adult life. I will continue to do that. I think it's really good for my mental health and, and just to keep things in balance. But specifically with my mental coach, he 
is an incredible shout out to uh, Taylor Brown with Enduro Mind. He's just been shout out Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> he has been incredible at keeping me process focused because I get so far into the future and I'm like, this has to happen and this has to happen and this has to happen. And when you're continuing to strive for that, it just it eats you alive because it, you're you're almost totally consumed with that that you're missing everything that's happening around around the process yeah. and so to be able to come to practice every single day and totally be consumed with like if i don't throw this number today or if i don't hit this financial goal today or if i don't get that renewal it's just gonna hurt you long term. Yeah. It really is because you you just you come back and you don't ever celebrate the good things that are happening. Yeah. And so for me, it's really been just kind of within the last few years that I've cultivated that, and I've had a lot of success this season. And I'm thankful to God first and foremost, but I'm also just really thankful for the team around me mm. that's helped me stay focused with the process. And you know, from strength to nutrition to um, mental to you know spiritual, all of those things I think are a part of the process to culminate in a really good season. Yeah, I mean, yes, high levels of disappointment when you don't approach it that yeah. way, and you ride this like emotional roller coaster yep. when you're just focused on the end result. Yes. Where the highs are great, and you know mm-hmm. you get a lot of joy out of them, but the lows are just detrimental. Absolutely, and, just, and you see that in like literature, and you see that in, in just a lot of things in life. I've recently watched The Lord of the Rings, so this is like the first thing that comes to mind. But <laughs> but it talks about. I mean, the whole trilogy is about the 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 journey yeah. it's the process of them getting to the end of you know destroying the ring and that's obviously the end goal is to do that but it's the people you meet along the way the things that you learn about yourself the character that you're creating and the perseverance that you're cultivating i mean all of these things that's what's important yeah. it's not that end result at the end of the day yeah Absolutely. I love the Lord of the Rings. I know. I'm such awesome. a nerd. Like, I could have said Harry Potter. Like, I could have, but Lord of the Rings came to mind. <laughs> oh, well, I think we could talk about process focus over results for the rest of the podcast, but I do want to hear about some other things. Yes. You've had an awesome athletic career, and there's been a lot of things along the way that have been really cool, but most recently, you were in Tokyo for yeah. the Olympics, and, uh, and you got to go compete in represent the United States mm-hmm. um, in Tokyo. So Tokyo, tell me about that. Oh yes, where to start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Tokyo was incredible. I wish that I could have seen more of it. Obviously we were in a very tight COVID bubble, but I'm so thankful to just the Japanese volunteers and their government for allowing us to even compete because you know, a year ago, we did not think that that was going to happen. And so for them to pull off just an incredible Olympics during a pandemic, just all the kudos, all the like, thanks to them. But it was incredible. I mean, it was still the Olympics. Obviously, we didn't get to travel as much and see different things. I will be going back. And if anybody (laughs) has not been to Japan, highly recommend it because it was great. Beautiful country. And for me specifically, I just, I love the Olympics. I love the village. It's like all of the world's culture in a two mile radius. Like yeah. everyone is just right there and you can visibly see it and and hear it and from the people who are playing soccer outside to, you know, the music that's being played. And we're all just right there together. And it is such a unifying experience with the greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. There's such a deep level of respect for these people and love. And I mean, 
there's not many times where you can see and and be a part of teams. You know, for me, it's like I've, I've watched Allison Felix my entire life. Yeah. Like the first time I watched her was I was in fourth grade and just, you know, so just idolized her. And yeah. so then to be on a team with her now, this is my second team with her because in 16, it's just a surreal experience. And I'm so thankful for what God has done and the opportunities that he's given me. Never thought that I would be a two-time Olympian. Did not think that I would be a part of this team. I was hoping, but, you know, there's always some doubt in the back of your mind. You're like, well, I don't know, God. Like, it's your story, not mine. Yeah. So just overall, one of the greatest experiences that I, I got to have in this life, and I hope I can do it again. That's <laughs> so cool. And I, I just loved following you on social media and like yeah. getting to live vicariously through you mm-hmm. and your whole experience with the Olympics. <laughs> that was really cool. And you mentioned Felix and there's like, I mean, celebrity level status, yes. like people there. Yes. And like, you've got the U S men's basketball team, yeah. like NBA superstars, yep. you've got the women's soccer team. Like yep. there's just so many people there So many that it's just like cool to get to be around. It is. Like I saw Yao Ming in the dining hall. I was telling you this off the podcast and yeah. you know, people would be like, Yao Ming, Yao Ming. And he would just sit there and not look at anyone. Just, he would just buy himself at the same spot every day, eating, <laughs> eating like his, I don't know what he was doing, but did not want to have any conversation with anyone but you know as an athlete you're just like holy crap yo Ming like yeah. I have your rookie card <laughs> <laughs> giant person yes. it's impossible to miss him oh my gosh it's yeah. probably why he's like that it's yes. like he gets recognized wherever <laughs> he goes for it's sure hard to miss somebody who's over seven feet tall yes it is yeah um, sitting down yeah <laughs> he's sitting well, down he's like mm. <laughs> <laughs> well you also ran into the women's soccer team yeah which is super cool. It was amazing. Uh, tell me about that experience. Yeah. So this has now happened twice in my life in the, in the Olympics. So in 2016, I was telling you, I, you know, had just gotten to the village and I walked into an elevator that was the entire women's gymnastics teams and Maggie Malone, <laughs> which is just else. an awkward, you're just like, I shouldn't have gotten on this. And they probably were thinking that. And I certainly thought that as I was on here going up six floors with the team, <laughs> but that was the first time this time in Tokyo. Um, so because we're the United States, we're really lucky and blessed to be able to have an offsite center. It's called the High Performance Center. So every Olympics, we will essentially purchase some land and facilities that just the United States athletes can go practice in. They can go recover in. They have we have our own personal staff. Super like cool. it's amazing. We're and not every country has that. We are so blessed. And so I spent a majority of my time there because it's smaller. It's I don't know. I just felt like I could be more focused and relaxed Mm -hmm. and it's not as kind of stimulating as the village. The village is huge. So it just feels like a lot. So I'm in this recovery room because they have a, and I'm going to say, everybody's going to make fun of me, a sauna. It's sauna. (laughs) It's a sauna. (laughs) And, um, and I say that because my boyfriend's family's finished and they've corrected me and now I'm self-conscious every time I say it. Uh, but sauna. And so I was doing recovery from cold to hot, cold to hot. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing that and at the second time I come out the entire women's soccer team is there and I'm like oh my gosh not again and <laughs> it's happening. it's happening again and I was like you know you see Alex Morgan and Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino, and I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm just like don't say anything like do you ask them do you engage like what do you do don't be weird and so finally you know we're sitting there all in the ice tub 
and they start asking me questions and they, which is so cool. You know, like they are the women's national team, one of the most successful teams in team USA history. And they're asking me, Hey, what do you do? When do you compete? You know, all of this because we're all team USA at the end of the day, we're all wearing the same, you know, name across our chest. And so it was such a fun experience to get to feel just a part of something and a part of a team and to be able to say, hey, we're rooting for you. Yeah. And so they end up leaving, and most of them, except for Megan Rapino, whose documentary I literally just watched like yeah. two days ago. So then I'm like, do you bring that up? Probably not. <laughs> that would be weird. Don't be stalkerish. Don't be a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, just sit in silence. Um, but then she, of course, because she's incredible, says, hey, you know, Maggie, because I'd said my name earlier, yeah. like, okay, what event do you do? And, or what, what sport? And I'm like, oh, I throw javelin. She's like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, how did you get into that? I mean, truly just asking me about my story and how I got here, how my experience was in the Olympics. I just sat there and I just thought, you know, she didn't have to do that. No. I mean, she's Megan Rapinoe, super successful, highly paid. High, yeah. I mean, just like, like a, we've all seen her on commercials yes. and sponsorships. Celebrity everywhere. at this point, yeah. you know, like she's one in SBs and all that kind of stuff. I am not. And <laughs> so for her, yet. yeah, yet. Um, I, for her to sit there and ask me about my story, it just validated that we are all the same, that we do have a unifying spirit to want to connect with people and to want to know about them. And then from a wild spark side, I mean, this is something we live every day, the power of story. And I I know a lot of our Chick-fil-A operators, they utilize this and and they go through our content and they understand the power of story. But that was such a, a, light bulb moment for me, which just said, this is what it's about. Yeah. Ask people's stories, connect with them. Um, because that's an experience that I will walk away from and be so like, I'll remember forever and yeah. just thankful for that. And I want to do that for the next person. Yeah. And, and I think when we all have that experience and can replicate that, in small areas of our life, I mean, how powerful. And it just is, it's, it was incredible. I'm super thankful for it, even if it was awkward for the few moments. Well, who knows? Maybe Megan Rapinoe will listen to this today. Maybe. Uh, and, yeah. Um, but I, I would, I would completely agree with you yeah. that just hearing the impact that she had on you because yeah. of that approach that she took mm-hmm. and the level of, of humility, I think that's yes. present is, uh, is very clear there. And, not being just self-focused yes. and considering others more important than yourself. Yep. We have a phrase that we throw around here at WildSpark all the time, and it's be interested over interesting. Oh. And so her willingness to ask you questions yep. and learn about you yep. just spoke volumes about the person that she is. Absolutely. Because uh, she could have just sat there and said nothing. Yeah. I mean, really, that's, that's what could have happened. But the fact that she took the time to be interested instead yeah. of interesting because she's much more interesting than I am. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it's something that I truly want to replicate more and more asking people's stories, being interested and, and understanding who they are and then being able to leave. I mean, she literally walked out she's like, Hey, good luck on, you know, August 6th. Awesome. Like, <laughs> so cool. thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of the operators who are listening to this, they see this happen time and time again with their team members that are coming on board with their mm-hmm. team when they get the opportunity to ask them their story and listen yes. to their story and build those relationships. So it's just so powerful. Yep. My last question on this would be, did 
Megan Rapinoe let you borrow her purple hair color. She did it. Oh, and I man. don't know why. You know, I think that the purple <laughs> hair color is the next move for me, obviously. Um, from a marketing standpoint, I then was like, you know, maybe we could have done a Subway commercial together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. Chick fil A has played a, a big role in your life yeah. over the past couple of years since coming on board with Wild Spark. And yep. I've been here for about two years. And you get to have, like I said earlier, conversations with hundreds or not hundreds, but overall yeah. hundred different operators on a day in and day out basis. And I know that you've learned a lot from that that's mm-hmm. impacted your trajectory and your yep. journey to Tokyo. Yep. And so I'd love to hear how you've been impacted from mm-hmm. getting to serve and work alongside the Chick-fil-A organization. Yeah. Man, Chick-fil-A. I cannot say enough positive things about the operators and the people that I get to work with because the stories that come out of the store for them or just their impact with WildSpark, it it truly is inspiring on, on my side. I've never, I guess the best way that I can describe the operators that I work with is that they are the most hardworking and caring people yeah. that I have ever gotten to experience. And the level of care that they are pursuing with their team it is inspiring, especially through a pandemic, like even more so, how do I lean into them? How can I serve them? I mean, it is the truest form of servant leadership. Mm. And it's, and it's not just one off operators, you know, it's not just like, here's this person and this person. It is every operator that I get to work with, that they are so dedicated to serving and caring for their employees and their team members. And what I love is that they're, they're, really willing to develop them as individuals outside of the store. So it's not, Hey Maggie, you're a team member. I want to develop you to become a manager. It's not that it's, Hey Maggie, I want to develop you to be a better daughter, sister, wife, you know, just along your journey, regardless if you stay at Chick-fil-A. And that to me is what I think the world needs more of is, is places of employment to see the value in developing their people in that way versus get to this end result, going back to process over result, get to this result, get to this manager level, and then we've reached the development stage. That's not Chick-fil-A at all. Yeah. It's why nobody else is in the space has been able to replicate what Chick-fil-A has done. No. Yeah. Because of the level of intentionality they put on people and the personal side of things. Like you said, it's not just being the best director you could possibly be or being the best manager. It's how can I make you the best person you yes. can possibly be? Yeah. And I mean, from my experience, I can I can share, I had a lot of operators ask me, hey, Maggie, how can I support you during your journey to the Olympics? Yeah. It's not just their own. No. It's Maggie. Yes. I mean, you know, you work with them. A yeah. Lot of them consider you a part of their team. But yeah, but they, they did. They would reach out in a group of operators. I mean, people donated financially. They prayed for me. They sent me videos and encouragement. I mean, all of those things are done outside of company time. Yeah. It meant so much to me especially while I'm in the Olympics, completely isolated, no family, no like immediate friends right there, no coach, but to get these messages consistently of people in Maggie Malone t-shirts and people, team members in with signs or sending prayers. I mean, what other organization does that? I don't know any, (laughs) I don't know any that do that. 
And, and so, yeah, I mean, I see the care that they give to their team members, but the fact that operators would say, Hey Maggie, I want to support you in your journey because I believe in what you're doing. That is the most incredible and selfless and just honorable thing that I could I have no words for it. I still am like dumbfounded that people, somebody would do that for me. I I, really am. I I know it's just, it's so Chick-fil-A. It It really is. And we, we've talked about this offline, um, off the podcast, but, um, you're like, I broke down into tears. I did. And, uh, Kathy McCoy, shout out Kathy. She was on episode one of this podcast. She sent me an email, like, Right before you were leaving for Tokyo, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, we want to support Maggie however we can. Like, tell us, like, what we can do. How can yeah. we help? And, like, I started crying. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you just, like, you just shows so such high levels of care. That yeah. it's like, it just brings out the emotion. In it you. does. And, and it, again, like, it catches, like, wildfire. You want to do that for somebody else. And so when, what I walked away with that experience from what I learned is that I am going to do that for somebody else in my life. Mm-hmm. I will do that for somebody else because somebody did that for me. Yeah. And I think that that is something that we can all do and take away from this. But I mean, gosh, yeah, Kathy, you got me into a full sob. I'm like <laughs> calling my mom, like, you'll never guess what Chick-fil-A did for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, really cool. You brought your mom, uh, yes. know, who's probably influenced you mm-hmm. in more ways than you can even describe. Yep. I know your parents have been big for you in your life. But, uh, it brings up my next question, which is, uh, this principle of multiplication. Mm -hmm. And even you just talking about like Chick-fil-A impacted you in such a way that you now want to go do that for somebody else. And Mm -hmm. that follows that whole principle of multiplication. Somebody's impacted you. Now you want to go impact the next generation or the next person. And so I'd love to you for you to have the opportunity to shout out, like who are some of those multipliers that poured into you? who have now impacted the way that you seek to pour into others. Yeah, I've had so many, but I'll say kind of top three that come into my mind. My mom, number one, the thing that she has taught me that I try to replicate is like how to be just a strong woman and to like go through hard things and know that you can go through hard things and just really have that self-confidence in yourself to, you know, go through a tough workout, which then can translate to giving a hard speech in front of people. And so that's something that she did as my track coach in high school was develop women into strong women. And it's just something that I continue to move forward with. Chico, my college coach, who I will always just love. He's my second dad. He is the first person to truly believe in me and, and outwardly believe in me when I didn't. And I mean, he's taught me so many things, but the first thing that comes is just like that belief it, Maggie, if you trust me, I promise you that I will work for you and, and, and help you get to whatever goal. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I want to walk away with that too, with people, which is like, Hey, we're in this together. Like this is a relationship. And if you trust me, I will do everything in my power to help you get there. Mm -hmm. And I think that is just something that I will never, I mean, I would not be here without Chico. Like I really wouldn't. Um, So shout out to Chico for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one, I'm sure he'll be listening. I told you that I would say this one, but Josh Etris, um, who I'm sure is a multiplier in your life as well. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Josh is, I I called him Ted Lasso yesterday and he (laughs) uh, didn't know whether to be offended or really happy about it. He was like, I'm not sure how to take it, but he is. I mean, he is 
the greatest multiplier. Um, yeah. He's taught me how to be humble. He's taught me how to give and take feedback. I mean, he's taught me so much more about leadership under his guidance and under his direction than anybody in my life. Um, he's taught me about the Bible and um, he's discipled me in that way, probably without even knowing it, just yeah. you know, by spending time with me. He is one of the greatest influencers that I've ever gotten to spend time with and I hope I get to again. For those of you who don't know, Josh Hutris worked at WildSpark. He was yeah. our VP of sales and client success. He is incredible. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's definitely on my list yep. of multiplying leaders who've impacted me as well extremely intentional is the word that comes to mind when I think of Josh Heatress and the way that he pours in. But hearing you share about also Chico and your mom is really cool too. Like just having somebody like Chico who like, there's just an extreme level of trust because you know that he is absolutely for you no matter what. Yep. And would even probably put making you successful over his own personal success in a heartbeat. Yep. And then your mom, like Mm -hmm. it's just, this has me fired up. Like you talking about like, I have a daughter and like you talking about her just mm-hmm. building you into a strong, confident woman. Yep. Um, I'm like, I need your mom to come. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll, I'll hook you up. Coach, <laughs> coach Elliot in track. I don't yes. know if she's, yeah. Anyways, just to, just to be a strong, confident I love leader. It. Um, well, I can't let you get off the podcast without telling us some stories of impact. Yeah. Um, because you get to hear them all the time. And I know it may mm-hmm. be hard to, uh, dilute it down to, mm-hmm. to just a single story. But if you don't mind, please share with us a story of some of the recent conversations you've had with operators and mm-hmm. just some of the impact that you've seen through WildSpark yep. and the way that they've leveraged it and have thought intentionally about their team. Yeah. Well, there, there are so many stories. I mean, when you talk to as many operators as we get to, there's just stories that pour out from them. But I guess one of them that I, or one piece of feedback that I love hearing probably the most out of everything is that WildSpark has allowed their team to have conversations that should have happened years ago, but never would have happened without WildSpark. And that in these conversations, the cohesion with the team, the honesty with the team, the levels of trust with the team have all increased. And that is my favorite part. And, and, And when operators will say, hey, we just went through, you know, the story lesson and my team was in tears at the end and we, you know, prayed together afterwards or, you know, you could just feel a shift in the room. Time and time again, I've heard, heard operators share that with me. And it yeah. is my favorite, just gives me the most joy in this job. Yeah. But another story that I, I always like to share too is about an operator who invested in Wild, Wild Spark and had a leader named Steven who was one of those guys that just like, sat on the sidelines, you know, did his job, was fine, wasn't, you know, very impact, very passionate about what he was doing, but like he did a fine job. So then Wild Spark comes along and it required this, you know, Stephen to be a part of these team meetings and engage in these team meetings. And, you know, the first one was a little shaky. Um, they said that he sat on the side, didn't really say much, but this operator truly loved Steven, mainly because, you know, kind of that Chico thing of like, I see something in you and I know that there's more and I want to help you, you know, unleash that. And 
So from that point forward, every team meeting, this operator said, Stephen opened up just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And she could see the shift that was happening. Stephen started engaging with the team a little bit more and things were happening outside of Chick-fil-A. You know, they were getting dinner and hanging out together. There were conversations that were happening to the point now where Stephen is literally leading his own team in Wild Spark at this Chick-fil-A. That's so which cool is to just hear. like yes. Just the transformation take place. Yes. And we've all been around those those people before yeah. who just may seem really disengaged. Maybe yeah. they're highly introverted or yeah. whatever it is. But unfortunately, those people get fired a lot of the times. Yeah. And it I it, know. it it fires me up that this operator saw the untapped potential yep. in Steven and was able to call that out and call him to more yep. and to see that progression take place yep. slowly but surely and through WildSpark team meetings. I know. And I love it. And, and, the, and she said to me too, she was like, I've never met anyone that is trying to keep people accountable more than Steven. And he was the person that was just like, really didn't care at yeah. the beginning, but he truly was just like, okay, how can we keep people more accountable? What can we change in the store? Like he is now initiating things. Yeah. And that she was just like, whoa, like where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> Steven was on the bench. He, he was, was at the end of the bench. And, and now he's the team captain. He's the team captain. No, truly is. And I love those stories. And then just one more too, you know, any story, and this has happened a lot, which is, you know, an operator goes through WildSpark, they have a leader that wants to pursue more with Chick-fil-A and they go through WildSpark and it kind of allows them to see how can I get to the LDP program? You know, I want to become an operator. And then that person that went through WildSpark goes through LDP, then becomes an operator, then invests in WildSpark again, like that cycle. I absolutely love it. And, and their feedback is like what I, how I got into the LDP program, how I am leading in my store now, they're all concepts that I've learned in WildSpark. So servant leadership, having a tough conversation, giving feedback, leading meetings. Uh, And and I love that because it just is a testament. It's like, this works. I've seen it work and I've seen the cycle work before. Yeah. It's, and it's, so exciting to get to play a small part in that. To, yeah. To feel like, oh, we contributed. We, yes. we helped invest in this individual. And now they're turning around and yeah. doing that in the same way with their teams that they, they get yes. to lead now. So yeah. it has been really cool to see it multiply down different generations and yeah. different levels of leaders throughout throughout Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Well, what is next for Maggie Malone? So yes. you're coming off the Tokyo, Tokyo Olympics. Yep. I don't want to give anything away. I know you're still going to pursue Javelin. Yes. But but I want to give people the opportunity to hear how they can continue to support you, yeah. to continue pray for you, yeah. and follow along with you on your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two more meets coming up. Um, so I'm going to head to Italy and Poland. Probably by the time this airs, it'll be done, or I'll maybe be competing. But I'm going to finish out there. I'm hoping to just kind of finish on a high note, low pressure, have some fun. And then my goal is to really invest in, or excuse me, invest in Javelin the next three years. So for our track lovers out there, we have two world championships and an Olympics in the next three years. So pretty big monumental teams to make. My goal is to get a medal. Like I really do want to get a medal in Paris 2024. And You're I think, get there. and I think that I'm capable of it. And I'm like, all right, God, again, not my story. It's your story, but I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just along. And I guess if people want to support just so many prayers, 
you can always reach out to me too through my WildSpark, you know, email, or um, for those of you who have my my number, you can call me or text me. And <laughs> I've literally had like operators voice memo me prayers. That's like awesome. that is more than I could ask for. So um, a lot of ways that you can help support. I, I probably will be doing a t-shirt line again because um, that was a huge just fundraiser for me. I'm an unsponsored athlete just to give you some context. So working hard on the side to pursue, you know, the goal of getting an Olympic medal in 24. Is even more impressive, and I am so excited for what God has in store for you next, mm-hmm. and just to see you to continue build on this season that you've had already, and to see you on that podium. I hope um, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maggie, uh, thank you so much for uh, for being on today. This was so much fun. This um, is fun. We'll have to do it again. We do, obviously. Um, after you, after you medal, we'll, yes. we'll do a whole other. Well, I hope we talk before then. Yeah, before yeah. then, but then maybe like after this podcast definitely after that okay too. Um, <laughs> awesome well um thank you again yeah you too josh bye i don't know about you but i'm fired up three big things i'm taking away from this conversation number one process over results when you focus solely on the results they rarely happen and it usually ends up a disappointment in the rare case the results do happen The fulfillment is fleeting at most. You see real enjoyment when you fall in love with the process and get to celebrate all the little wins along the way. It also makes achieving the results so much sweeter. Number two, be interested over interesting. Just like Maggie described with Megan Rapinoe in the sauna, the power of story is real. We have an opportunity to make an impact on people every day by considering them more important than ourselves and focusing on them. Number three, just care. It sounds so simple, but we miss this all the time. Invest in people beyond what they can do for your business or for your team, but care for them personally. Maggie, we are wishing you the best of luck in your upcoming events. And I can't say thank you enough for sharing all this value with us that you did today. Last thing, you all have been so good about sharing this podcast with others. The stories have been incredible. If you enjoyed the episode today, please share it with your friends, share it with your team, post it on social media. If you'll tag WildSpark, Maggie, or myself, we'll do our best to reshare it. Stay saucy, everybody.